All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Better late than never. Welcome. Let's go, baby. Yeah. 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 Fucking Anton Lander. Let's go, baby. Bag milk. This is Ceases. Hello, Ceases. Ceases. Hello. Ceases. Tyler, your rem check is so fucking sexy. Ceases. Fucking Anton Lander. It's my Let's bring it down. Let's get started. Let's get to work. It's time for a podcast. Better late than never. Better late than never. Episode eighty-eight. Sexy. Getting ready. It's Wednesday. I'm trying to think how Gregor would start this show. I would like, hey there, buddy. Welcome to the show. Episode eighty-eight. We've been going on for over a year now, almost year and a half. Anyway, we're going to check in on the audio department as we always do. If you want to record a podcast just like this one, and I encourage you to do so. I'm curious, by the way, like this, I'm, I'm completely distracted. My roadcaster did a software update and I feel like I'm quieter than I normally am. I feel like I am. And I don't have any reason to base that. I changed the battery in my headphones, same microphone, same setup. I need the audio department to help me out. Maybe I should just go start recording there. It'd be less confusing. Probably go check them out the audio department.ca book, a little studio time, get yourself in, record a podcast, record your, the album you've always wanted to. Maybe you have a sound book behind your bed that you've been working on since you were 17 years old. It's time to let those songs out. 
It's time to let those songs out. To kick off this week's podcast, I just want to say hello. Welcome. Uh, it's been a, another boring week in the land of Oilers. You know, we are out of the playoffs, had been for quite some time now. So what does that mean for your old pal Bag Milk? Well, distracting myself with literally anything else to do because I could not care less about the Stanley Cup Finals. We are going to get to that in a second. But this past weekend... Some of you guys asked me about it on socials, so I'll just kind of expand upon what was going on with me this past weekend. This last weekend was my 20-year high school reunion. Do the math. Figure it out. Oh, bag milk. You're older than I thought you were. You old man. We all... We all knew you were an old fuck anyway. Look at you. You're so geriatric, you push the wrong button to bring Satan into the podcast, you're going to put a sound bed underneath a nothing voice with no filter. Way to go, dum-dum. Last weekend, 20th high school reunion, and there's a couple of stories that I just want to get to. I covered most of this on Real Life on uh, Tuesday, I guess, Monday. If you didn't hear that, you can go back to listen to it, but I'll expand on some of them because this was one of the first nights that me and my buddies, there was seven of us in that we ordered a limo. None of us had girlfriends there. None of us had the wives there. None of us had the kids there. I don't have kids, but but most of my buddies do, and none of them were there. So what did that mean? Shenanigans was around, and shenanigans was on the menu because we were just fired up to go. We were just ready to go because, one, we had the idea to get a limo. My idea. You're welcome, boys. I said, we're going to the high school reunion. We might as well show up in a limo, just like if we were actually going to grad. We all agreed. Uh, Luke Combs concert that night. Grad season for high school kids. So the limo we wanted to get wasn't available. They just didn't have anything available. So what we do, we get a limo double the size of what we needed. And it turned out to be a blast. If you give a bunch of 38-year-old dudes a stretch limousine to play games and do activities. Come on. We're all having a great, great time. We're all having a great time. The part that I didn't quite expand upon on real life as much as I think was probably worthy of it was, yes, we went to the reunion. Yes, you talk to people. Yes, you tell your story. And they go, oh, bag milk, are you still doing the little bloggy thing you started doing in high school? And I was like, well, kind of. Slightly different, but yeah, kind of. And then eventually it just turned into being like, oh, what do you do now? I go, ah, this and that on the internet, really? (laughs) How do you explain this? Well, actually, sometimes once a week, I actually set up a podcast studio in the basement of my house and I record a podcast that's uh, completely odd. Oilers adjacent podcast. That's completely odd. We talk about shit. A lot of cheese. We haven't talked about cheese in a while, but we talk a lot of cheese. So I'm not going to expand upon that. I also don't think I told the story about being asked to do a speech. In high school, in grade 12, I did a welcome speech at our grad, which was essentially just welcoming everybody there, just being like, hello, thank you for coming, parents, look at what we did, we're proud of everybody. I did a little character at the time, 20 years ago, I put a wig on, did a little, uh, you know, I like to do fake voices on here, and I was doing that, and that was my thing, so the organizer, they came up and they said, oh, bag milk, would you be able to do a speech tonight? And I'm like, I have nothing planned. And I have drank about 48 rums at this point. I don't know if you want me having a microphone in my hand. She goes, no, I think you can. Uh, she's like, I've heard you do this a lot. And I was like, well, kind of. So anyway, they gave me the microphone and I had nothing prepared, nothing to say, because it wasn't part of the plan for me to go up and do a speech. So what did I do? I roasted my buddies. Seven of us that were in a limo, all six were in the targets. I just roasted them for you know a handful of minutes and went, hey, by the way, 
you crew over there, thank you for organizing this because I'm incredibly lazy. I was never going to do it. I need an excuse to party and thank you for giving that to me. And that was the end of the speech. I thought it was a very mediocre speech. But then fast forward now, Wednesday, this was on Saturday night. I've gotten messages on Facebook, just, you know, messenger messages and being like, hey, that was a great speech on Saturday. I was like, really? I just thought I made fun of my friends for a handful of minutes and then just went, well, thanks for being here. (laughs) There's something special too about going to a small town bar. Like I'm from a small town. So going out to a small town bar and just kind of being in a place that I, I probably haven't stepped foot into that room since I was 18 years old. It was a wild throwback. The fun part of the night, and if you would have heard real life, you would have heard that we were supposed to go to a bar kind of on the West End called Uncle Glenn's. That was going to be kind of like a drop-off zone for us because there's a handful of us that live, you know, within a reasonable cab ride. Well, one of my buddies in the limo changed gears and decided he wanted to do karaoke, went to Rosario's. I'd never been there before. That's number one. Number two, I didn't know where the fuck Rosario's was. And then... Also, they'd be like, well, bag milk, you had a phone in your pocket, didn't you? I was like, yeah, I did. But was I in a state of mind to think, to connect my phone to Google, to be like, where am I right now? And have it tell me that I was just downtown somewhere? I'm actually going to Google it right now. Uh, Rosario's Pub. 117th Street and 108th Ave. See, I would have never guessed that's where I was at. Wouldn't have fucking had a clue. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, so that's where I was. So we get there and I get out of the cabin. I'm looking around. I'm like, where the hell am I? What did you guys drop us off at? Little did I know that there was a plot twist somewhere along the night in the evening where they did a uh, route change on the on the on the limo. However, my friend that did do the route change on the limo, he wasn't even allowed into Rosario's. He was arguably the drunkest man alive, which I was probably number two or three or anywhere between one to seven based on who was doing what in the limo at that point. He wasn't even allowed in. We tried to weekend at Bernie's him into the room. Bouncer wasn't having it. See, here's the thing about a bouncer who is completely stone sober dealing with seven dudes that can barely put a coherent sentence together. They don't give a fuck, nor do they have any time for us or our explanations. So didn't work out. We sent him home in a cab. We did a couple of tunes. And then we decided to go to a, a donor place. And if it was at that point, it's got to be like past three in the morning. I had to look in my Uber the next day to figure out what time I got home at. Cause I had no clue. Now this was one of those nights where pedal was to the floor from about 4 PM until four in the morning. We did a, a sizable shift as a unit. So we ended up at this donor shop. I probably laughed the loudest I've ever laughed or at least in a long time, in that donair shop, checked in with my boys the next day. I was like, what the hell were we laughing at at the donair shop last night? And it, nobody knew. Nobody knew. But we were very, very loud, and we were laughing incredibly hard, including at my friend who kept saying there wasn't enough sweet sauce on his donair. So he kept going back up to the counter and being like, me need sauce. And they would give him like those little ketchup packages of sauce or whatever, like those little cups, I guess, full of sauce for his donair. That wasn't enough until the guy eventually got annoyed, just kind of shooed him off to the side and blasted his whole thing with just half a bottle of sauce. Outrageous. The next day, when we all kind of come back to life, for me, that wasn't until about 3 p.m., by the way. I woke up first thing in the morning, and I'll confess, podcast confessions. First thing in the morning, first of all, I slept on the floor of my house. Mimes has had like, I've got this really shitty 
it's the only way to describe it really is a really shitty futon from ikea that i bought when i was much younger and it just kind of is like a placeholder for jackets right now but sometimes we undo it the futon and it just lays out flat on the floor and you're just watching a movie and it's more comfortable so that was just laid out so me missus was obviously watching something i rolled in at 3 30 fucking shit everywhere wallet over there phone over there hat's gone like one shoe in down the stairs one shoe still on my foot kind of thing fell asleep on the floor wake up first thing in the morning wander downstairs and i go "Uh uh-oh called out a couple of dinosaurs she wanders down probably another hour after that finds me on the floor of my downstairs and where i am right now actually i was in my i was in my office laying on the floor and she just goes what the fuck is wrong with you i go i don't I, i don't know what's going on have you ever had that have you ever had a night where it was just so awesome that you can't really remember what happened? And then the next day, the group of you, via text in this case, are trying to piece together the evening. What donair shop did we go to? Oh, it was Basha. Great. What time were we there? I don't know. <gasps> Credit card receipt says 3.15. Oh, fuck. What time did I get home? Scope out the Uber. I was downtown in Uber getting in at 3.40, driving out to the West End. So I got home around 4 at some point. Do I remember any of it? No. Well, it's foggy. Don't do as I do, people. Learn from my lessons. If you ever get a chance when you were in your late 30s to party with your buddies with an absolute green light for shenanigans, you take that opportunity. It was a hell of a night, a great night. But what I will say, you will pay for it for at least a day or two. Today is Wednesday, June 7th. Again, this happened on Saturday. Still, some of my buddies are hung are hungover. They're not feeling their freshest. Yesterday, if you heard me on Real Life on Monday, I was running on half cylinders at best. Yesterday, I started finally feeling a little bit better. And then today, I'm back to normal. I, I What can you say? What can you say? So that actually led to this week's question of the week, which was essentially, what's the best late night eats? I was thinking about our trip to the Donair shop. It was me and the boys, and we just had a blast in there. And were we incredibly annoying for the people that work there? Probably. But you know what? We tipped well. We ordered a lot of food. And I think we earned it. So that was the question. What is the best late night eats? For me, it is a Donair. I love a Donair. If I can see a Donair with an eye shot, I am absolutely going there. Now, if I don't, 20 nugs, that's where I need to be. 20 nugs is where I need to be. So if I'm close to McDonald's, I want in. If I can't get McDonald's, you may remember at some point during the playoffs, I did a master class of logistics where I was in an Uber and then I ordered my nugs to show up at my house at the same time at which I arrived. Magic absolute magic but i want to hear from you what is your best late night eats mcdavid's mark mcdavid is markstrom's daddy alex says i made a chicken sandwich with grilled cheese sandwiches as my bread chicken patty pepper jack cheese mozzarella sticks hash browns buffalo and ranch sauce and some bacon now the comments on here are 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 hilarious because one bearded brad my boy just says that sounds amazing which it does hunter is a man after my own heart how do you have the coordination and patience to make this without burning your house down i am lucky if i can get the frozen pizza out of the oven on time mcdavid is marks from daddy goes that's why you do it in the air fryer makes sense 
Makes sense. I'm the last person like Tyler. The, so the reason this question kind of came to my head, first of all, we were eating Basha. God knows what time it was in the morning. The second is Tyler Remchek. I'm sure you've heard him talk about making fried vegetables in butter and garlic when he comes home hammered. The last thing I want to do is cook. I'm absolutely going to leave the oven on. I will leave the stove on. I will leave the fridge open. I'm not near responsible when I come back at that state of mind after a good night out. Kabir says, gotta go with a Donera shawarma, but late night pizza hits pretty good too. Marcel says, when I was, if I was on white, it was Chicago deep dish almost every time. Now I get home at 1230 and I put deli meat on a a piece of bread, like a boring adult. That's the funny thing too. The next day I was just kind of talking about some of the stories from the, from the reunion to my missus. And she goes, I, I, she's like, you got home real late last night. All of us, if you asked all of us to a man, the seven of us in that limo, it would have been like, what time are we going home tonight? I don't know, maybe one o'clock, one thirty at the latest. <laughs> so rolling at four, come on. Rick Foon says, donair or bust. And luckily in our good old town of Edmonton, you can find a donair joint within a half hour walk almost anywhere in the city. Gina says lately it's been white rice with a sesame steak sauce. That's interesting white rice with sesame steak sauce that's not the i probably wouldn't go for that that wouldn't be my first choice but it's interesting i wouldn't mind it steven says i used to be funky pickle pizza on white ave back in the day but today oodle noodle is the go-to spot shout out to oodle noodle mainlining the coffee says i stopped going out when funky pickle went away nothing beats a slice of pizza after booze filled night uh additional focus says a cheesy garlic bread always Jackie says, I mean, if you're not attempting to have your cab driver swing through the McD's drive-thru after a night at the bar, are you even that drunk? And it's fine. Ari says, can't go wrong with a poutine. So I'm looking forward to seeing if we get any in the voicemail today. I asked the question a little bit late because I wasn't really thinking about it. But anyway, the point of this very long rambling story is that Saturday was great. One, I'm too old to drink like that. Three, my feet were sore the next day because I was boogieing. And four, I lost my voice probably because I was screaming. And party darts don't count. You know how it goes. The next thing I want to get to before we get to the news is, if you listen to this podcast for any length of time, I guarantee you know Dukes and you know Donkey Volley. Last week on Twitter, they got into this idea of having a better late than never presidential debate of some kind. They want to be the president, I can imagine, or I can only imagine, of the, of the better late than never society, we'll call it. I'm all for it. In fact, I said that I'm going to win or I'm going to make t-shirts for the victor of this presidential race. I just don't know how it's going to go, and that's where I need your help. If you're listening to this right now, reach out to me at bagmilk@oilersnation.com. If you want to email me, you can tweet at me, you can hit me up on Instagram, whatever you want to do. I want some ideas of how we can get these two debating to see who's worthy of leading us all. If we're going to have a president, I want to make sure that they are fit for the job. I want to make sure that they know what's going on. I want to make sure that they handle the community well, and I want to make sure that they are dedicated to the position and that there's no fuckery going around. Well, some fuckery. You know we do love fuckery around here, but you know what I'm saying, right? We need to make sure that the people that are running for such an illustrious position, they need to be ready. We can't take this half-ass. What are you going to do to prove that you should be the president? Summer 2023, because there's nothing else going on. Let's get to the news. The news is brought to you by SYC Brewing. 
Check them out at SYCBrewing.com. Beer, ciders, merch, whatever you want. They got it there. Clock out lager. Fantastic. Flat o'clock out lager. Only 60 bucks. Regularly 80 If you shop online, go to SYCBrewing.com. Tyler and I are actually going to be going to the brewery, I think, next week. We're going to go for a little tour. I'm looking forward to it. I like breweries. I like seeing how the how the sausage is made, if you will. You know? Not a whole lot of news going on, but there is rumors, and I do love Silly Season. If you read my Oilers Nation article today, it's end of the Stanley Cup final, so we can finally get to Silly Season. We did have a trade yesterday, pretty big one. Ivan Provorov got traded to the Columbus Blue Jackets. There was a bunch of pieces going around. For some reason, the Philadelphia Flyers took Cal Peterson off the LA Kings' hands. I don't personally understand it. They did them a solid, did them a massive favor. I don't really understand it. But we will get to silly season soon enough. But when it comes to the Oilers, the only real news came out today. For the second consecutive season, Darnell Nurse has been selected as a finalist for the NHL's King Clancy Memorial Trophy, which recognizes a player who exemplifies leadership on and off the ice and has made charitable contributions in their community. So I just wanted to say congratulations to Darnell Nurse. This is an award where you're you're nominated, you're doing good things in the community, and this dude takes a lot of shit from a lot of people, but what he does for the city of Edmonton and within the city is is second to none. So Darnell Nurse, I just want to say congratulations, pal. There's one guy, hang on, I gotta push that again. There's one guy in that, like, whatever this is, like this button that he's really going for. He goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would love that job. They would go, Bag Milk, what are you doing today? Or uh, Bag Milk, we need to record some sounds today for the Roadcaster 2 Pro. And I go, okay, what do you got? We're going to do just an applause button. But we really need you to go for it. And that's what I would do. I would absolutely go for it. Getting to silly season, though. I love silly season. I love it. The thing about silly season is none of it makes sense. We get in arguments about nothing. We get mad about trades that haven't happened. We get pissed off when other people make trades that we think that the Oilers should make. I love it. There's just something about being in a passionate hockey market like Edmonton and having this kind of nonsense go on for four months at a time while we wait for the new season to roll around that I absolutely love. Yes, it can be annoying. There's no doubt about that. I agree with you if you're listening to this go right now and you're going, bag milk, that's fucking annoying. Leave me alone with this. There's also part of it that is a lot of fun. You know? Case in point. Some random guy. He looked like a credentialed blogger, essentially, from Philly. I'd never heard of him before. If he's a big deal, I apologize. I just, what, do you expect me to know beat writers and bloggers from every fucking market? Get out of here. He suggested, or just in a tweet, tied Carter Hart to the Edmonton Oilers. Apparently, the Philadelphia Flyers are looking to work on a deal with Carter Hart. He His tweet just says, watch Edmonton to be involved in this. And I laughed out loud because there's one thing that we talked about on this podcast a while ago is if you trigger a Canadian market on a rumor that seems almost plausible, but just a little bit not so, you will get us hook, line, and sinker. And on the Carter Hart rumors, that is exactly what happened because they actually, they're not really rumors, are they? The Oilers have Stuart Skinner locked up. They have Jack Campbell locked up for another four years after this one and you might go but bag milk the kings just traded cal peterson of course we can trade jack campbell no you can't 
It's not even the same. Cal Peterson's contract, shorter. They also had to give up a bunch of assets to get it done. The Oilers just don't have defensemen to give away. It's just not plausible. So I feel, I don't know anything, that we're getting the same goaltending duo coming back. I think that's a reasonable expectation. But if you said that to some Oilers fans on, uh, I guess it would have been Tuesday, they just wouldn't have believed you. They got to do everything they can to get Carter Hart. Could you imagine how cool it would be if Stuart Skinner and Carter Hart were both playing net for their hometown team? I can imagine it. I think it's great. It's just not going to happen. But again, that goes to silly season. I love silly season. I love it because nothing, nothing about it makes sense. It's pure fiction most of the time. But hell, man, Hockey Buzz is still a website that exists, and Eklund's been doing E5s for a thousand years, and it's just we eat it up. He's like, nom, 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 nom. give me the rumors. I love it. I can't wait to get more rumors. I can't wait to argue with some of you on the internet. I can't wait to argue with people in the voicemail. I can't wait to argue with people on the website. There's just something about waiting for the Oilers to come back and yelling at each other about things that don't even make any sense that I just love. Adding to the intrigue, Sportsnet Elliot, Sportsnet's Elliot Friedman was on Oilers now with Bob Stoffer, and he thinks the Oilers are going to be a little bit more aggressive than some of the other folks think. Uh, to paraphrase Ryan Rashog, he was just being like, I wouldn't be surprised if the same team comes back, or mostly the same team, and I'm kind of with Rashog, but then Elliot Friedman comes in and he tells Bob, I really do think that there's an overall feeling in your organization to be bold because your window is now. I definitely think that it is here. I absolutely believe in that. You guys are in go for it mode. And if there's something out there and you guys think it even, and if there is something out there and you guys think even if it's, I don't know if risky is the right word, but it's a big, but you think it'll help. I don't think you're going to be afraid to do it. I think you're going to be loading up for the next couple of years. I butchered that quote and I don't know if the transcription is even close to what Elliot actually said. I'm going to guess that's more likely. I just love the idea of it. You got a guy like Rashog who travels with the team, doesn't make things up by any means, and he goes, I'm expecting a quiet season. And then Elliot Friedman goes, ah, I'm expecting chaos a little bit. Paraphrasing. I love it. Let's get the insiders arguing with each other. Let's get the insiders pointing back and forth. I asked Frank today, he goes, what do you, ex-? I was like, what's going to happen with the Oilers, man? Like, what are you hearing? He just goes, I expect them to be aggressive. He's kind of feeling the same thing as Elliot Friedman is. What's going to happen? What is going to happen? I have no idea. It's not going to be Carter Hart, though. So if you're listening to this, go, Bag Milk, I really want Carter Hart. Why do you got to ruin my dreams all the time? This is not going to happen, man. Any, like A lot of other pieces I could talk about having to trade with, but that one is just, I think, our goaltending set, essentially. You know, uh, another thing I want to talk about is over at Daily Faceoff, we, Frank Cervalli released his RFA qualifying offer article today. And the only reason I bring this up is because a yes, of is in there. And I quote, it was a worthy gamble for the hurricanes acquiring Pugliarvi for next to nothing. Uh, in case you missed it, the Pistoia, I'm doing this off the dome. The guy who they traded Pugliarvi for essentially a live human being, allegedly, in my opinion, he wasn't signed. So he's a free agent again. So the others just took a body, weren't planning to sign him. He's gone. So Back to the quote. It was a worthy gamble for the Hurricanes acquiring Pugliarvi for next to nothing to see if he could find magic with some fellow Finns. It just didn't work out. He didn't score a single goal in 24 total games and was a healthy scratch for eight of Carolina's 15 playoff contests. What comes next is anyone's guess. 
I was talking to Robin Bradley the other day. He thinks yes is going to go back to Finland. I would be. I don't think he's going to go back to Finland next year. I think he's going to give it one more go. Who knows where that is? Who knows where that is? You know. Lastly, the only thing I want to wrap up the news with, and I just think this is so so funny. I want to give a shout out to Casper Can. Casper Can on Reddit for giving this story entitled. Oops, I lost it. Fuck. One second. One second. Bear with me. I'll just cut this out. I'll just cut all of this out. Man, I got to post a lot of shit on Reddit. Uh, where did it go? I have the story. I just don't remember what the title was. And the title is what made me laugh. Ah, here we go. Three days ago, Casper Can posted on the Oilers subreddit, this girl on Tinder unmatched me because I couldn't stop talking about Leon Drysaddle. And now let's get into the story. Context. What's up, Oilers bros? It's your friendly Florida gutter child. I was on Tinder earlier because of last night, and I matched with this girl, and one thing led to another, and she said, what could be better than touching my ass? I said, the Florida Panthers winning the Stanley Cup. She didn't like that, but I was like, dude, I love hockey. My bad. Well, maybe you should find a girl who knows hockey, she says, because I sure don't. I kind of laughed it off, and it was like, it's easy to learn, plus a lot of good-looking dudes, like Leon Dreisaitl. He's a handsome dude. She sent him two gifs, or two gifs, depending on how you pronounce it. Graphic interchange, blah, blah, blah. I sent her two gifts. Okay, it was actually three. I'm sorry. He's handsome the fuck. I'm, what the fuck am I supposed to do about that? Tell me to be great at hockey but ugly okay i'm sorry he's handsome as fuck but what am i supposed to do about that tell him to be great at hockey but ugly so i picked up my phone and noticed she unmatched my ass but i regret nothing here's the thing about others fans our love of leon dreisaitl it knows no bounds we will even shoo away potential mates just to just to show that we love him you know just to show that we love him and all that's where i'm gonna end off the news the Oilers may be out of the playoffs, have been for a while now, but they're still in our hearts and in our Tinder DMs, even though for this fine fellow, it just did not work. And that's where we're going to end off the news. The news is brought to you by SYC Brewing. Watch on my socials. Tyler and I are going for a little visit. We're going to take some photos and learn how the sausage slash beer is made. If you are 19 plus and can do so responsibly, our friends at Betway have got all kinds of bets for you. And as I mentioned last week, your boys learning to bet on baseball a little bit. So right now behind me, as I'm recording, it is 5.54 p.m. on Wednesday, June 7th. The Toronto Blue Jays are playing against the Houston Astros. Uh, Bo Bichette just hit a home run. Literally, he's walking into the dugout right now as I'm talking about this. So I'm learning to bet on baseball. I talked to Tyler about it. I talked to Gavin about it. I talked to everybody at the office who likes baseball. I'm trying to figure it out. So when I'm watching the Jays, it's been an up and down year. I think we could all agree on that if you are a Jays fan. I'm trying to figure it out. So tonight, I'm going to share with you my bets. And then you can tell me how I did tomorrow. You can even watch out. You can even learn how much money I lost. In each case, I bet five bucks on each. See, I'm betting responsibly. Betway, I told you I would. Jays and Astros, both teams to record three-plus runs. Only minus 150. It's not the sexiest bet you'll ever see. But again, I'm learning. I'm trying to figure out some, like, I'm trying to find my wheelhouse. 
Bichette and Springer both to record one plus base at minus 138. Well, I can tell you right now, Bo Bichette just covered that because he just hit a dinger. He just hit a dinger, and let me have a little look-see at the at the box score so far. George Springer hits uh, base on balls, so that does not count. Has to be a hit. So I'm looking for Bichette and Springer both to record one-plus bases. Hits only at minus 138. Again, Jays and Astros both to record three-plus runs. As we're doing the podcast, I'm going to keep an eye on it right now. It is 2-1 Astros, so I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I think we're in the fourth inning here. I haven't really been paying attention, if I'm being honest. Anyway, learn to bet on baseball. If you, too, want to learn how to bet on baseball, do it with Betway. Promise you're going to do it responsibly. Promise. All right, then. Promise you're 19 plus. All right, then. Do so responsibly. Bet on the Jays with me. It is the bottom of the fourth inning. 2-1 Astros. The Jays just got a home run from Bichette. They got somebody on first base. We are looking good on both of our bets, people. Yes, sir. You're listening to Desolating Leather. What do you need to do is leave a nice little review. Like and subscribe. Next. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. I'm going to go ahead and confess here that I haven't watched a single minute of live hockey since the Oilers got knocked out of the playoffs. You may think that I am a bad fan, but I'm not. The folks at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, they believe me. They know I'm not. Why? Because they are established providers of tools and expertise across multiple oil field disciplines, specializing in rentals, pipe recovery, abandonments, and completions. Currently, they maintain full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. Now, they are experts in the oil field industry. I am covering the oilers. It fits. But like I said, I haven't watched a single minute of live hockey. I'm watching the highlights. I know what's going on. I know that the Vegas Golden Knights are absolutely steamrolling their way through the first couple games of this series. It looks like it's almost going to be over in four, but that's what annoys me. I talked about loving silly season. I spent five, 10 minutes about silly season, all the cool things that can happen. You could talk about rumors. You could talk about trades that aren't going to happen. You're going to buy people out that aren't going to get bought out. You can do whatever you want. Silly season. That's the point of it, man. You can get creative. You can put on your armchair GM hat. You can just dive into the weirdness of your mind and you'd be like, I want to trade so-and-so for so-and-so because it worked in EA Sports. Be a GM mode. I'm the best GM that game has ever seen. Right? Right. But silly season doesn't really get underway. The rumors, I mean, albeit there, I talked about Carter Hart. Last week, talked about Nooch. They're kind of there, but the real ones, the real actual rumors where you kind of go, well, that's plausible. That's not really going to happen until the Stanley Cup finals are over. So despite the fact that I haven't watched a single minute of it, I really need this finals to get over with. And that's what annoys me because it looks like Golden Knights are going to walk through this series, barring some kind of miraculous comeback by the Florida Panthers, Sergei Bobrovsky or Sergei Bobovka, if you're Charles Bar- Barkley. He's just not playing the same way he has throughout the playoffs. So this is what annoys me. Game three is Thursday. Two-day gap between those two games. Game two and game three. Two-day gap. Okay, Thursday's game three. Game four on Saturday. Makes sense. Game five, if necessary, doesn't come up on t- until Tuesday. So we got another two-day gap between those games. Game six, if necessary, again, I hope not, isn't until Friday. We got two more days between those games. 
If it has to go the distance all the way to Game 7, the Florida Panthers kind of come up with some kind of miraculous comeback. That doesn't go until Monday. So, between Game 3 and 4, that is your regularly scheduled program. Every other day, you get a little hockey game. We're all happy about that. But between Game 5, Game 6, and Game 7, there are two days between all of those. And for somebody like me, who doesn't give two thunderous fucks about what's going on in the Stanley Cup playoffs, because I don't really care about either team, and frankly, I don't want to see the Vegas Golden Knights host that thing, I'm going to avoid all photos if it happens. Why do we have to wait so long? Why is the NHL stretching this out? Now, make matters weirder game three thursday makes sense okay game four saturday all right saturday night hockey makes perfect sense game five if necessary tuesday game six if necessary friday game seven if necessary monday the nhl put their schedule together to a point where even if it had to go the distance next weekend you would not get well i guess not this coming weekend but next weekend you would get zero hockey games if it went all the way The NHL really needs to sort itself out because I promise you there are a bunch of fans just like me that don't give two squirts of piss about what's going on between the Golden Knights and the Panthers. We just want this over with. I want to work on the things that are going to help my team get to the Stanley Cup Finals next year. That's what I care about. And what's annoying me is that a series that no one likes... I mean, I know some of you like it. But the series that no one likes is taking forever to get over with. Come on, man. Let's see some trades. Let's see some rumors. Pick it up, NHL. Sorry, shut up. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. You're listening to Vesselate the Never with Packed Milk, a purveyor of most excellent podcasts. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For my friends at Alfa Romeo of Edmonton, it's time for the voicemail. Of course, I've got the beautiful Alfa Romeo Stelvio outside right now. I can see it on my window. It's glorious. Shining in the sun like a beacon of hope. It's got an alert on the dash. It says, hey, man, just so you know, 
regularly scheduled service. You're due for it. So what did I do? I called the fine folks at Alfa Romeo of Edmonton this morning and I said, this alert came on my car saying I need some regularly scheduled service on the whip. Is that true? And they go, it sure is, sir. We're going to book you in. Do you, need a, do you need a courtesy car while we have yours? And I go, that'd be fine. Thank you. The folks at Alfa Romeo of Edmonton, they know how to treat you. And the cars they have on that lot are absolutely beautiful. I promise you that you should go out there and get in a Alfa Romeo. Do a Stelvio. Get a blue one. You and I can match. Maybe we can line up right by Roger's place and take photos. We can do a photo shoot and then we'll fist bump. We'll high five and we'll thank our good fortune. Now, let's get to the voicemail. I have got all but two of these voicemails are anonymous. I'm guessing that Duke's and donkey volley are going to get into their political debates here so if that is what happens today we do need to do some political intervening here of course we are running for president of the better late than never fan space or whatever you want voicemail number one hey bag milk presto here just listen to your wow presto i haven't heard from you in a while buddy where are you been i thought you loved me <laughs> i thought you loved me presto why did you go away so long I wouldn't blame him for leaving you, quite frankly. He leaves messages, they're thoughtful, he gets into all kinds of topics, and you just breeze through them. Why would ever he leave a a message on your podcast? This podcast sucks. Get out of here, Satan. Back to you, Presto. Podcast, and um, I know that you love Nuge, and I also have watched the Oilers since I was six years old. I've seen them trade good players. I've seen them lose good players. Don't you do this, Presto. The problem is, is our Don't you do this, Presto. If you say, I know you love Nuge, but the problem is our defense, I know where this is going already. I'm going to allow it, but you're going to upset me, Presto. Defense. We have an abundance of offense. Yes, Nuge broke out this year because we have historical power play. That is the only reason. Untrue. I think that trading Nuge and... Untrue. Half of his points came at five on five. What do you guys say about that, Presto? Yes, he was exceptional on the power play. There's no doubt about that. I'm not going to argue with that at all. At all. But if you're saying just all of his points came at five on five, it's just simply untrue. Or uh, on the power play, it's just simply untrue. So before you continue on and you upset me with whatever trade proposal is coming, I need to correct that. He had 104 points this year. 104. 53 of the 104 came on the power play. Just think about it. Back to you, Presto. Hopkins for a defenseman like Grizzlick would be... Oh, my God. Of all the people you're going to say Grizzlick, he was a third-pairing defenseman on on Boston, was he not? Hang on. Grizzlick. Matt Grizzlick. Hockey reference. Let's see what kind of usage he was have. If you say Matt Grizzlick to me, and I see... He's averaging 17 minutes a night. This is we're talking about a maybe second pairing, probably high end third. His offensive his his zone starts were 59% offensive zone starts. So the Boston Bruins what that tells me did not trust him whatsoever defensively. He had four goals, 22 points for 26 uh four goals, 22 assists for 26 points. Presto, please, man. Fantastic for Edmonton. Yes, I think with that 5 million dollars or whatever would be left over, we could go get a guy that's 42% in the faceoff dot. Yes, I do think we could do that. Uh, New just 45%. Again, you're incorrect on your stats. I understand a little bit of hyperbole there, but continue. I think that we could slide in some of our other players. on. Also, by the way, New just put most of last year on the wing. The power play that are very talented that could pick up some of the slack. The only things the Oilers 
are really good at is scoring goals. They are horrible at preventing goals. There's no one else that we can move with any kind of cap hit that could actually get a defenseman that will be worth it. But I like that trade from Boston for Grizzlick. That is a good trade for Edmonton. Um, maybe you disagree. I'm sure you will because I know you're the head of the I Love Nuge Club. Yeah. But until this team focuses on defense and puts defense ahead of offense, they will never, ever win a Stanley Cup. Plain and simple. Proven again how we can't beat Vegas. We can't score five on five. Even with Nuge. Sorry, dude. They need to move someone, and that's who I would move. Cheers. Love the podcast. Keep it up. Presto. I like you, man. I don't want to ban you. I don't want to ban you. I'm lying. I'm just hurt. I'm hurt by you. If you're going to trade Ryan Nugent Hopkins, if you want to go down this road, you got to do better than Matt Grizzlick. That's all I'm saying. Again, 59% offensive zone starts. He is not going to help you keep pucks out of the net. Not with that usage. Unless there's something I'm missing, the numbers of how Boston used him, I'm just putting it out there. That's all I'm saying. Also, the Boston Bruins had a hard time keeping the puck out of the net in the first round of the playoffs. Bag milk, presto again. I just Ah, wanted to reiterate. Damn it. Presto, if you say another trade nuge thing here, two messages in a row, I'm going to flip. I agree with you. It isn't going to happen. It'll never happen. But I'm going to stand by what I said, that until this Oilers team can sacrifice some offense for some defense, because look how many goals per game we gave up and how many goals we scored. Well, I would also like, again, this part I'm not arguing with. What I would suggest, though, is when has a team, and I'm not... I'm going to say this with peace and love. I'm going to say it with peace and love. No team has ever won the Stanley Cup with your starting goalie at an 883. It's never happened. It's never going to happen. This was Stuart Skinner's first time in the playoffs. I'm going to give him plenty of leash, benefit of the doubt. He is going to be better next year. But no team is going to win the Stanley Cup with an 883. Yada, yada, yada. You know, we do need to move somebody to bring in some defense or this team will not win the cup. We got absolutely walked by Vegas because they have four lines that they roll. I disagree that we got absolutely walked. Have you seen the rest of the series that they played? Walked through Winnipeg. Edmonton, without question, has been their hardest series of the playoffs so far. So absolutely walked. I disagree. Continue. And they have three lines of better defense than we have. That They're uh, without question. Their bottom six matched up. But we're going, we're going to, you mentioned the Oilers have, really, have been good at scoring. Nugent didn't score in the playoffs. Hyman didn't score in the playoffs. Kane didn't score in the playoffs. When the Oilers got bumped out by the Colorado Avalanche, those three combined had 30 goals in the playoffs. This past season, they had seven. They rolled and we just were not able to keep up. I would love to see someone like Nuge moved, but it has to be for a guy like Ekholm-ish. Oh, okay, now we're talking. Now we're talking. You're bumped up Grizzlick to Ekholm. Now, I still don't want to trade Nuge. Hey, buddy, what's going on? Frank just showed up. Talk in the microphone. Frank, mic's on. Ah, you never go to the microphone. If you are going to make this move, and I'm not going to, I'm vetoing it, but presto, I'm following you along in your thought experiment. You got to do better than Matt Grizzlick. You have to. You have to. You get another Ek home and you sacrifice the offense for Nuge, and it is a better team overall. And then again, you have to go and you have to find a third line center. McLeod, and maybe you can find somebody for three million bucks here or there. Not saying it's easy. I'm not a GM, and I'm not claiming to be. But 
this team defensively is nowhere near good enough to win a Stanley Cup, and they showed it against Vegas. So if I could, if it was me, and I could move Nuge for a Ekholmish defenseman, I wouldn't even blink. I'd say, Nuge, love you. Thank you for your service. You're a god at Edmonton. You'll always be an oiler, but got to do what's best for the team, in my opinion. Have a good one. What's best for the team is keeping Ryan Nugent Hopkins. We're all mad at him because he didn't play well in the playoffs. I get it. It's what have you done for me lately around here? I get it. I also understand the, you know, selling high. I'm a stock guy. I get it. Sell high. I get it. But at the price you pay for Ryan Nugent Hopkins, you're not going to get a comparable player. Talking about Ryan McLeod, who a guy I love. I love Ryan McLeod. His career high is 23 points. Do you remember when the Oilers made the playoffs in 2017 and then they traded Eberle because he was bad in the playoffs and then they got rid of, they bought out Pouliot and they did, they did, they did, they did. And then the Oilers essentially traded away about 80 goals off their roster and they'll be like, oh, well, Connor's going to be better and Leon's going to be better. All of that was true. You could have kept those same players and scored more goals. Then what happened? You traded away a bunch of your scoring and then you can't score goals. And the guy you brought in on defense wasn't as good as you hoped. Because you're some gooding on another team. Presto, I'd like to argue with you in person, I think. Maybe. Next message. Well, it's the donkey again. I think it's time to go retro. It's been a hell of a season. And uh, I would like to give... A retrospective donkey. We don't get that very often. Normally he's looking ahead always, but now we get a retrospective donkey looking in hindsight. Oh, old skull. Where it all began. You're listening to Better Late Than Never with bagged milk. Your ears are sexy, too. By the way, along the course of this season, how many ears have been sexy? I think there's been a few. At least. I love you all. Um, Thank you to all the great messages and all the ones who want to kill me and my cat. Great. Uh, Death messages are great. Still, (laughs) it's better to be loved than not. Uh, Listen, it's better to be... Also, I would say it's better to be hated than just nobody knows who you are. Right? I'd prefer to be loved. Just love me. One day I'll come to him and just um, sniff your ankles. Don't worry about it. It's going to be cool. (laughs) Anyway. Did you say sniff your ankles? (laughs) Let's go Oilers. Um, (laughs) Brad for living. (laughs) And Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, Calgary. Let's go Oilers. Let's go, Oilers. Interesting question came up in the mailbag on Monday. Who's got the harder job, Bradtree Living or Kyle Dubas? Most of the people on staff said Kyle uh, Kyle Dubas has the harder job because he's the Poho in Pittsburgh. He's going to have to navigate the end of the Crosby era. That is going to be impossible. There's no doubt about it. Could you imagine going down to Sid and being like, hey, Sid, you're old as fuck. You need to go. Do you want to go to a contender or do you want to just go up to the press box? Those are your options. You can't do that. Sidney Crosby, one of the best to ever do it. He's got. A, that's going to be a tough job. I actually think Brad True Living is the harder job in Toronto because of the expectations that they actually do something beyond winning one game in the second round. Brad True Living didn't have a whole lot of success in Calgary. He's got a better team in Toronto, more pieces to kind of play with, but he's also got some major contract negotiations he's going to have to get through. He's got some major decisions he's going to have to get through. He's got a lot of UFAs on that roster. 
I think that's a tough gig. I'd love to hear from you. Just let me know. Uh, JSBM Bag Milk on Twitter. Hi, my name is Bag Milk on Instagram. Who's got the tougher job? Next message. Oh, this is a quick one. We've got. And there we have it. Another season. Evan. 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 What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to send that because that's an off take. Yes, this is a donkey off take. Uh, not even the donkey can be perfect, you know? Not even the donkey can be perfect. And so, the season has ended. <laughs> the goose has got fat. Okay, hang on. If you're going to go into like some old-timey story here, like a nursery rhyme kind of thing, I'm just going to shut up and I'm going to let it happen. And so, the season has ended. The goose has got fat. Well, it hasn't really got fat, has it? Come on. It's got a bit twonky a bit. I mean, I, I even thought it was... Uh, right, Andrew, donkey, whatever. Shut up. Anyway, the goose has got <laughs> fat. The owners didn't do what we needed to. So, off to the off-season. Um, off we all sit. Um, which leads me into a unbeknown scenario. <laughs> Who's going to be the president of Better Late Than Never? Now we're talking. Now we get to some platform stuff. Dukes, I don't know if you're in these following handful of voicemails, but you had better have a response, my friend. I haven't heard from you in quite some time. You thought you didn't get a message through last week? I didn't get anything from you, bro. You know I wouldn't cut you off, but now we have got your challenger stepping up. The first words from presidential candidate Donkey Volley, as you were, sir. Going forward. forward. Ah, why did that happen? Did you hear that? Like the little... Why is that happening? Why is that in my headphones? Let's try it again. We have our overlord, Sir Bout of Milk. Thank you. But who are you going to vote for? Is it going to be me, who was sat here endorsing all of your values? Mm. Endorsing everything? Mm. I can even say endorse three times which I already have. I won't even say a fourth time, but I endorse it. Oh, shit. Oh. Anyway. Mm. Mm. I won't be a fly-by-night candidate. Go ahead. I won't be seeking for likes and tweaks on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I should be with you going, your sexy ears. <laughs> and I'll give you voice maze. Voice maze. <laughs> Oh, for God's sake. Anyway, <laughs> you're listening. <laughs> I can't wait. Like, I love the. I hope this goes on all summer. Like, Dukes, if you're not in one of these final four voicemails that are unnamed, then I got to say, Donkey Volley's already got a first leg up on the race, but we're going to see this next anonymous voicemail. Who you be? This is a party political <laughs> broadcast by the Donkey Party. <laughs> now, my beloved listeners to Better Late Than Never. Mm-hmm. I have to do that. Never. Always done that from day one. Back me loves it. No government names. Stop it. Yep, stop it. I have respect for my fellow voters. You've built the podcast. Yeah. Let us not be swayed by these Johnny come lately, Antipodean idiots. They go, oh, ye, my Let's stay strong. I'm trying not to be Thatcher about this. Oops. Anyway, 
This donkey is not for turning. Donkey Volley is coming out here strong in the BLTN presidential race. Again, his, uh, his, his counterpart has yet to chime in. We are running out of voicemails on the Alfa Romeo of Edmonton voicemail. I'm curious to see what kind of platform Dukes plans on running with. Donkey Volley said he's going to get involved in the community. He wants to be in the mix. What else do we have? Hey, Big Milk. Um, I've got a question for you. Sure. So what is your favorite almost like niche or not very popular sport to watch? <sighs> That's an interesting question. It's an interesting question. I'm going to let the voicemail, the rest of this voicemail, I got 40 seconds coming up at me. Maybe we're going to expand on the question. I got to think about this. Um, for me, it's the Tour de France and cycling. I don't know why or even how I really got into it. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess just based on the sound of your voice the quality and the timber of your voice that you're roughly my age, give or take a handful of years. If you are, I'm going to guess that you saw Lance Armstrong win all those championships. And you wondered like, Oh my God, this dude with one nut is winning all these championships. How does he do it? Is he more aerodynamic than the rest of us? Do I need to lose a nut? Well, surely we found out about the steroids later. We heard the accusations, but I'm going to guess just on the ballpark, the premise here is that you are roughly the same age and you kind of got intrigued by the Tour de France because of Lance Armstrong. That's my guess. That is my guess. Maybe he just likes to ride around on a bike without a seat. It's nice. It's comfortable. Feels good. You get a little exercise and a little something for yourself. <laughs> Satan, that was inappropriate. But every single year, I hunker down every July morning. I wake up and I watch the Tour de France. It's my favorite time of year. The mountain stages are always so fun to watch. I've got I'm exhausted just listening to you talk about it. Anytime I've ever watched the Tour de France when they're going up the the you know the mountains and they're just like it's a straight peak for like twelve kilometers or whatever the fuck. I just get I'm so tired. My legs are tired. Maybe I'm still hungover from Saturday. I don't know. A favorite team. Yeah, I don't really know how I got into it, but yeah, I did. And uh, I ended up paying 100 bucks a year for a subscription just so I can watch it. Hmm. Um, yeah, so what's your favorite niche or weird sport to watch that isn't super popular here? Um, now that I'm thinking about the sport and you've probably heard me say it on this podcast or even on a real life podcast before, I've always wanted to go watch darts in Europe. There's just something about the way dart tournaments, they get out of control. The crowd is screaming that you got guys in banana costumes. People look like they're hammered. And when somebody gets 180, everybody screams. Heaven forbid there's the perfect nine out or whatever that's called, where they just throw nine darts in perfect succession to hit out their score. The place will go banana. So that's number one. Love to go watch darts. I really, really would. When I was in Australia, I really got to enjoy uh, watching cricket. I lived with a couple of Australian dudes for a while and my first kind of interaction or first kind of introduction, I suppose, to cricket was I was sleeping and then one of the boys came and woke me up and they go, oh, mate, it's time for the cricket. I was like, okay, what does that mean? And he hands me a beer and it's about 9.30 a.m. 
And I go, we're drinking beers right now. And they go, this test lasts all day. Sometimes they last for multiple days. And I kind of really got into it and I've fallen off in the you know decade plus that I haven't been in Australia, but I really, really enjoyed watching that one. They also love lawn bowling there. So I got, I used to watch lawn bowling with the boys and that was a lot of fun. We would just have like these meaningless bets, like here's a, you know, 50 cent piece on whatever happens, you know, but something like that. I always love the winter Olympics. It's not something I watch, obviously, every year because it only happens every four. But what is that one where you ski around with the gun, the biathlon? I think that's just the funniest event of all time. You're cross-country skiing, and then you stop, and you shoot some shit. And you're like, where does this sport even come from? So I guess those would be my answers. Good question. Great question. Tour de France, eh? Hmm. Maybe I should watch that this year. I'm not paying 100 bucks though. Hey, hey, it's your friend Kate, back with another contribution to the old pod. Greetings, Kate. Looking forward to hearing from you. I imagine you are chiming in on Donkey Volley's uh, presidential bid, you know? Late night snacks. Ah, the question of the week. Of course, you just have been dozing over the last 57 minutes. Question of the week, best late night eats after a big night out. Kate, back to you. If I'm out and about coming back home, I will stop McDonald's. Uh, And back in the day, it used to be a Big Mac with extra sauce. I know, don't judge me. but I I would do that. In fact, I stopped at McDonald's after one of the Oilers playoff games with Jay, and we just got a McDouble with uh, done up as a Big Mac. I was into it. By the way, Brandon Belt just absolutely dummied a ball. It is now 2-2, so my bets are looking on track. I need one more run from everybody. Both sides, and I'm winning one of my bets. Kate, I apologize. I cut you off. Can't crush those like I used to. So it's now a McDonald's hamburger. McDonald's hamburgers are so good. I could eat a thousand of them. Obviously, I'm exaggerating, but they're the best. There's something about the bun, the little pickles. I I love the whole thing. Shredded lettuce. Why does it do that? Can you guys hear the little skipping it does when I come back into some messages? I don't understand what the fuck's going on with this soundboard software. Let's try again. Kate, I apologize. Big Mac sauce. Mm. So it's a bit of a Big Mac cheat. And if it's at home, it's a grilled cheese sandwich. Simple, classic, dependable, never disappoints. Mm -hmm. If I'm feeling fancy, I'll throw some fancy cheese on it, but nothing beats a tasty grilled cheese sandwich. Bye. I love a grilled cheese sandwich, but again, it goes back to my point. I can't cook. I'm so irresponsible when I'm drinking that I'm going to leave the stove on and then I'm going to wake up and my house is on fire and Frank's barking at me because there's smoke everywhere. That's what's going to happen. I love a grilled cheese sandwich, but if I was going to be hammered and make a grilled cheese sandwich, I'd probably want to make some tomato soup to go with it. It's just the perfect pairing. We all know it. Next voicemail, back to Anonymous. Okay, bag milk. The ultimate... Was... Was, I can tell by your voice right now, whatever you've got to... Whatever you're going to say is going to, I'm just, I'm going to be confused by you. I guarantee it was, but I'm going to let you do your thing. Go ahead, buddy. Okay, bag milk. The ultimate meal after a late night out. That's a great question. I want to say a donair, but at the same time, a donair at like three in the morning, I feel like it's not given enough love. I feel it's very rushed depending on where you go. Because How dare you, was? You walk into a fine donair establishment across our city, and the first thing they do is they look at you like the artist they are, and they say, how can I help you? 
This past Saturday, when we walked into the Donair place at 3 a.m., they said, how can I help you? And I said, you know what? Will you make me a Donair the way you would have it? I would like it as the artist presents it. And they made me a fantastic Donair, was. It was done with love. It was wrapped beautifully. And it was beautifully seasoned. What do you got to say about that, my guy? Hmm? Back to you, was. A lot of these Donair places are packed at like 3 in the morning. So for me, I'm like, is there like a pizza place nearby? And that's what I did during our watch parties at Greta. You know, if, if I had too much to drink, I would go to the pizza spot just down the road. That was kind of near Queen Donaire just because the pizza was cheap. It was really good. You could also get like chicken nuggets there. You had a variety while Queen Donaire was just packed to the brim, you know. But also, you know, McDonald's, if you get a couple chicken nuggets, a junior chicken or whatever, that also works. If you're in Vegas, you got to go to the Taco Bell can. You know, there's no. Oh, Waz, now you're just flirting with me. You know I love Taco Bell Cantina. Of course you threw that in, your cheeky was. Their option. But I think an underrated choice, if it's still open late, a teen burger from A&W hits different. And if you need a snack, pretzel crisps. Pretzel crisps, whatever. I can't say it right now. It's great. Try them out. You can get them at Costco. Plenty of carbs. Plenty of carbs. <laughs> I like that he picked something that you can get at Costco. You better have a Costco card and you have better prepared ahead of time. Was I love you, pal. Those are actually pretty good. I like pizza when I'm hammered. That's good. Uh, nugs? Again, who doesn't love nugs? Was I thought you were going to get weird, but you didn't get weird. I appreciate it, buddy. Next message. Again, anonymous. Dukes, I'm still waiting for you, buddy. Bag milk, I'll tell you what Edmonton needs. What Canada needs for those late night cravings after a fun night out. We need more street food vendors. I don't... 100%. I love street food vendors. I feel like you only kind of get a hot dog guy every now and then, maybe outside of some of the bars. I remember when I was younger, like this is a hundred years ago, we would go to Union Hall for whatever. And outside there was a guy selling hot dogs for like five, six bucks. And I would always be like, how do you sleep at night? Oh yeah. And your big piles of dirty money. I agree was hundred percent more vendors. I don't know if that's legal in Canada, but in- <laughs> <laughs> states you go to nashville vegas la <laughs> there's always people late at night like serving hot dogs in a little, in a little cart and the- we must amend the laws i thought this was a free society really good and you know sure i might not know what they're made out of but that's okay because it's delicious and it's cheap like maybe sometimes you're paying five bucks for a hot dog pretty expensive but at the same time it's just <laughs> I know you don't see that on white app or Jasper app. And I, I would love if we have it. I kind of, I love the idea behind street food. I'm not talking food trucks here. You, you probably know what I'm talking about at this point, but. Yeah, man, I get you just like a cart with some random shit on it. Listen, I traveled in Asia a lot. <clears throat> Vendors everywhere. I would get like some amazing fried chicken. Sometimes I would get like rice dishes. I would get soups. I would get pad thais. I would get all kinds of shit from street vendors. Though when I was over there, I absolutely agree. Was we need more vendors. Yeah, I wish we had that. I don't, I don't know why. And like, sometimes you don't want to just go to McDonald's or Donair and wait in line. Like you're just on the sidewalk, buddy's beside you. He can give you a hot dog. Easy as that. That's what I love about it. It's delicious. So it might be made out of horse meat, but it's goddamn delicious. Waz, I think this is an opportunity for you and I to start a business. Now, what we're going to need to do is you're going to have to come up with the money. You're going to have to come up with the concept. And you are going to have to come up with all the work required to get the... I imagine there's licenses and shit. You can't just sell people food on the street, can you? I couldn't just pop up my Coleman stove and start whipping up burgers, could I? I don't think so. So Waz, you're going to have to handle that. Once you get all that done... 
I'm going to help you execute on this dream of yours. Okay, pal? Last message is coming in from Ari. Okay, so what is the ultimate meal after a big night out? Mm-hmm. For me, it's poutine, but Ooh, I also nice. like to get a six-inch Subway. I don't think you can go wrong with that after. Is Subway open that late? Let me think now. Would I like a refreshing sub after a big night of drinking? Hmm. I do like Subway or just a sub place in general. How's that? Would I want that when I'm hammered, though? I don't know that I would. I don't know if it's heavy enough. I need something to do some damage to my insides to make confuse my body, maintain the body chemistry. You know, Ari? Big night out. But going back to last week, VM, I don't think you've watched Love Island from the way that you sounded. You got to check the show. You got to check the show out. It's wild. Like, they basically throw a whole bunch of singles in a giant big penthouse, and they basically tell them to go be in a, get into a couple, as they like to call it. Hmm. And there's, like, an uneven spread of males and females. So, basically, there's always going to be one person on the outs, and whoever's, like, on the outs gets booted off the island. Oh, nice. But also, there's, there's every few episodes, there's a recoupling, so people can choose their desired partner to be with. And whoever gets, doesn't get in a couple after that also gets booted off the island. And there's hmm. also, like, in between episodes, there's, like, mini games and stuff where they make them do a whole bunch of weird shit. So, I don't know if you're into that, but, like, they make them do a ton of weird shit, and it's freaking hilarious. You I gotta do, check it out. I do feel kidding. like I would be into that. Right now, I'm watching season two of F-Boy Island. You ever watch that show? Nikki Glazer's the host. Essentially, you've got three babes, you got a room full of dudes, and they need to figure out if the guy they like is either a fuckboy or he's a nice guy. And I think, I don't remember how many there were, 26? I'm just making up numbers now. Anyway, half the dudes were fuckboys, half the dudes were nice guys, and it's up to the girls to figure it out. There's a $100,000 cash prize at the end of it. If the girl couples up with the fuckboy, that fuckboy at the end would have the opportunity to take all the girls' money. It's a great show. Great show. I didn't know there was a second season of it. I loved the first season. I found the second season the other day. I'm making my missus watches. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. Dukes, I am through my board here. We have now gotten a campaign message from the donkey and not one thing from my boy Dukes. How are we going to win the presidential race here? How are we going to pull this off? Again, leave me some messages. I want to know how the boys can debate. We need to have a presidential race throughout the summer that culminates in an election and a victor. And then I am going to send that person a t-shirt that uh, signifies the win. That's what I'm going to do. And until then, we're going to wrap up the Alpha Romeo voicemail. Oh my God. What is that? I'm having a terrible luck with the soundboard today. It has to be the iPad, right? Let's try that again. For Alpha Romeo of Edmonton, the voicemail. Good Lord. What is that? Anyway, checking in on the Jays game. It is still 2-2 at the top of the seventh. Your boy is looking good. I just need one more run each. The Astros have somebody on first. They've got two outs. I'm still feeling good. Still feeling good. If you want to leave a voicemail, check out the link tree in any of my social bios. They're right there. Just leave me a voicemail. Whatever you want. It doesn't have to be about the question of the week. You can make me upset like Presto did. I don't mind. That's what this podcast is all about. It's about your feedback. It's about making sure that you're involved and you get a place to say your piece. Unless you're Dukes, who apparently is sleeping on this election. I'm rattled. Donkey Volley's getting an early start here. A lot of messages from the donkey today. 
not one from Dukes. Is he ducking? I don't know. But we're going to figure it out. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Until then, I want to say thank you to the audio department, to Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, to Betway, to SYC Bruin. Thank you guys for being here so much. I appreciate all of you. Until next week, let's wrap it up with some reviews. Oh, there are no reviews. You haven't left me any. Come on, people. Let's go. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.